Welcome to episode 38 of Land the Plane Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. How you doing, Jonathan? Man, I'm good. I feel like it's been about two weeks since I last saw you. Well, it's n- not. It's not. It's actually been 24 a, hours. A day. Yeah, yeah. We saw each other last night. But yeah. how have you been? Uh, man, I've been I've been pretty good, actually. Yeah. Good. Life's yeah. good. It's busy, but, you know, yeah. we're making it. Yeah. We're making it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That time of year where... Fall is approaching. Oh, hallelujah. Or, oh, no. I'm it's sorry. finally, it's so finally not 100 degrees. I know if you live in North Dakota or wherever, it's getting snow right now. You're probably like, shut up, Arkansas boys. But it's been hot, and oh, I'm man, tired One of day last hot. week, it, it was like right at 100, 100 degrees. Yes. It's yes. dumb. I don't think I've stopped sweating since like March, and I'm ready to stop sweating, Johnson. <laughs> I'm ready to feel fresh, fresh. The rest of us are ready for you to stop sweating, I know, too. I know. I know. It's not my fault. Hey, but we're here uh, We're here for another show, and we're excited to be with you. And we thank you, for listeners, for being here with us and tuning in and checking out the show. Uh, in for a good one tonight, I think. Um, we're going to be responding. Well, you're in for one, anyway. <laughs> but we're going to be responding to a uh, Facebook comment that we had last week. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Before we get started, Jonathan, I have a little story I want to share with you. I'm glad you do. And with the listeners, because it really boosted my self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, then I can't wait. When you're 41, slightly overweight. This is a podcast, so. <laughs> yeah, you can't can't see if I'm lying or not. <laughs> slightly overweight, hair may be a little thinner than it used to be few more gray hairs in the old beard it's nice when somebody makes you feel good about yourself so we're <laughs> put the camera down <laughs> we were setting um make sure you photoshop that please no we were sitting around the table of the night because we like to have dinner around the table you know with the family and i got four kids me and my wife were there and we were just talking laughing having a good time and i have twin girls six years old um, in so many ways, they're they're identical twins. In so many ways, they look alike. And so many times, I still, everybody tells me, oh, I can tell your kids apart. I can tell your kids apart. Yeah, because they're always standing next to each other and they have personalities. But like you just, sometimes you get in a room with one, you're like, who is that? You know? Yeah. And, uh, but, I've, not been, I, I've never really been able to tell them apart. Yeah, well, I always think of these things. It's like, okay, the one of them has this. The other one has this. Okay. And then I don't remember which one, like I can tell them apart as far as looks. I, I, I don't think, I mean, I think they look different. Yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's differences. differences. And like personalities are differences, different and all those kind of things. But I can't, I can't ever remember which one is which. Yeah. Like, anyway. Right now, Samantha has no front teeth. Well, I wasn't going to say her name on the air, but well, that's okay. Samantha, Chloe, that's their names. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, did, I did notice the other day, it was like, hey. For the next few months. You got it. <laughs> you got it. I'm going to be able to tell which one's Sam. Well, we're, set, we're sitting around the table having this discussion, and my wife, um, we're talking about like when we first met, and there's this great story. We were at Fazoli's, which is an Italian fast food place that used to be around, and it was our <laughs> first time to go like hang out together. It wasn't a date. It was just like after work. Well, yeah. I was leaving work. She was going to lunch. We went and had lunch just to talk. I ended up pouring like a whole Mr. Pib in my lap at the dinner. And we were just talking about how I handled it so gracefully and cool that I didn't get angry, you know. But anyway, we were talking and she says, my wife says, do you know what made me fall for your daddy? And Chloe, my little sweet Chloe says, because of his beautifulness. <laughs> I was his like, beautifulness. Yes, my beautifulness. So, um, it really, to which your wife replied, no. <laughs> well, it wasn't my money. <laughs> Had to be something. It must be this charming personality of mine. Mm. But yeah, when, when Chloe said that, I felt like a million yeah, dollars. that makes you feel man. good. My beautifulness. Yeah. If you want to start calling me 
We can be John and Jonathan and the beautifulness. The beautifulness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want. But then yeah. after, to kind of tell you the opposite in personality, Samantha's just kind of looking like, what are y'all talking about? And then she gets up and goes to the living room, and the dog is in the middle of the living room, and she yells at the dog, get out of the way, it's time for cartwheels and dabs. <laughs> Six years old. <laughs> She yells at the dog, get out of the way, stop for cartwheels and dabs. And she would do Gotta a cartwheel. Practice my dabs. And then dab. And my cartwheels. And then she would do another cartwheel and dab. It was a good night. <laughs> I was beautiful. Kids were entertaining me. Yeah. It doesn't get much better. Yeah, it's pretty good. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> cartwheels and dabs. I know. Let's go. I can't do either properly. Sort of dab. Yeah, I don't, none of us want to see it. I ain't cartwheeling for nothing. No. Nope. No. Mm mm. So, they make ERs for. <laughs> I don't feel like going to the ER. For that right kind now. of thing for me. Yeah. We have to record the podcast. I can't afford yeah. to go to the ER. Oh, yeah. Not right now. We Maybe later. Keep after we get done, fin- after we finish recording, I'll let you try to do a cartwheel. If there's a good chance, I would still be in the hospital in two weeks when we record the next episode. Possibility. So, I don't want to do that. All right. So, what are, we, uh, what are we talking about tonight? Well, last week, or last. Before we record our last episode, we jumped on Facebook because we like to do that from time to time and talk with folks and and uh, see what's going on. And we were just, you know, chatting with folks and seeing and everything. But anyways, somebody came on there and had a comment uh, and of an idea for a show, and we wanted to talk about that a little bit and reply to that because you know we're in the idea that we want to be a podcast that talks to our listeners <laughs> that's kind of the definition of a podcast yeah. we talk that's, you listen that's, that's, that's <laughs> maybe the correct word was conversate you know we oh okay have we conversations wanna, yeah have, we want to hear yeah, back have dialogue you know. mm-hmm. we want a dialogue yes with our listeners well, you always gotta show off yeah that's big words and English language yes. dialogue and stuff. English language. It's dialogues. Difficult. We chit chat. We talk. Okay. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so this person made a comment and I'm going to kind of just read it a little bit. And it said, this person wanted to talk about those times when our shortcomings and personal emotions make it difficult. And it was Jenny. Let's just Jenny. go ahead and say Jenny. Okay. Jenny. See, okay. I wasn't going to say Jenny's name. It's huh? just Jenny. It's, it's on Facebook. It's Jenny. You can't get Thanks, much more Jenny. public than Facebook. That's true. That's true. Thanks, Jenny. (laughs) But those times when our shortcomings and personal emotions make it difficult to seek, maintain, desire relationship with God. Uh, Times in life when you almost want to avoid the relationship because, let's face it, we screw up. Don't want to be held accountable. Don't want to know what he's calling us to do or just struggling with where we are spiritually. How we should proceed and who God is in the midst of it, of all of it. Uh, sad thing is, it's a lesson some of us have to uh, relearn more often than I care to admit. And hearing others talk about it helps. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm laughing. I looked over just a minute. I heard something kind of semi crash in the kitchen, and I turned around and looked, and my son was standing there with the "oops" look on his face, <laughs> the guilt. Yeah, the. Did I do that? Kind of look. Segue. You know, yeah. We're be talking a little bit about guilt tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and looking. Yeah. Over, you know. <clears throat> but anyway. Yeah. So we funny. just wanted to take the time um, to address this and talk about it, and it kind of inspired us to to dig into scripture a little bit. Yeah. And just for the future, if you got something, jump on Facebook. Uh, Land the plane podcast. Just search it. Land the plane today. I think is it's official. Yeah. Facebook.com slash land the plane today. Yeah, go check it out. Leave us a comment. You can also catch us on Twitter at land the plane 247. We'd love for you to follow us there too. But leave us a, a thought, leave us a comment, join the discussion, and maybe in a future episode we can talk about whatever it is that you yeah. leave there. We'd love that. And this was a good one because it kind of, you know, we talked about David last week. Yeah. Uh, David and Saul. Um, and so it kind of, we're like, well, we'll just stick with David and and go for the next kind of thing that David is famous about, one of them. Yeah, David's one of those characters in the Bible. We get a lot of his story. You know, yeah. there's some characters it seems like we just get little little snippet, and you, yeah. you kind of wonder what the rest of their life was like or what else they did. But David's is one where we get a, a pretty big glimpse into his life. And yeah. as we're going to learn tonight, it wasn't always perfect. Mm, no. No, not at all. Not at all. 
It's and it's this is one of those stories that, um, well, it gives us all hope. <laughs> you know, because it's like, man, if David did that, okay, and God still loved him, God still forgave him, God still used him. Yep. So we're we're all usable. We're all forgivable. Right. And think about that relationship. I mean, that's really a lot of where this is going of that relationship with God. Uh, what happened? What went wrong? And then we're just kind of, kind of focus on that as we go. So, yeah, a lot of y'all probably heard this story or know at least the names of David and Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Yep. Mm. Some people just turned off the podcast because the kids were in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it. Yeah. PG rated. Yeah. Anyway. Really. Yeah. It's in the Bible. Uh, yeah, but so is Song of Solomon. <laughs> Yes, that's David's right. son. Yeah, yeah. By Bathsheba, actually. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So I think we should just jump in, give a little Yeah, let's go. Give a little Do info it. on the story. Mm. Okay. So last time we left David, he was in a different place. He was running, he was not king yet. He knew he was going to be king. Mm-hmm. Saul was still trying to chase him. It was a whole bathroom and a cave thing. Go to the last episode, check it out. <laughs> it's good. It was good. It was a good time. <laughs> There's a little teaser there. Yeah. Go check it out. Now we're to the point where David is king, mm-hmm. okay? Um, we've progressed a few years, and he's to the point where, where they're in pretty good shape as a kingdom, you know, and it's it's become what, what the Bible refers to, and this is all from Second Samuel, Old Testament, Second Samuel, like chapter 11. It talks about it being springtime. It's the time when kings go out to battle. Yeah, when kings <laughs> march out to war. We thought it was just like spring flowers, Spring May yeah. sh- showers. No, you go to war apparently in the spring. It's April showers. I know. Spring, May flowers. I know. See, there you go again with your English. In Columbus. Columbus. May flowers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all. I'm so sorry. That was terrible. <laughs> was. I should probably edit that out, but I won't. <laughs> no, just leave it. Just leave it. Okay, so uh, this all was going on. They had found victory in some of these battles. And then one afternoon, basically. David, it says that David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house. Then he saw from the roof a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful. And David sent and inquired about the woman, and one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? So David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her. Now she had been purifying herself with her uncleanness. Then she returned to her house. And the woman conceived, and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let that sink in a minute. Quick recap. David's on the roof, looks other roof. Okay, well, well <clears throat> I want to point out a couple of details. Okay. One, you already kind of did. In the spring when kings march out to war, yep. well, who was the king? David. Did he march out to war? No, he was at home. No, he stayed at home. Yep. He wasn't where he was supposed to be. And then it says, I never even noticed this before. I mean, I just read this like a, like a couple of weeks ago again, and I didn't notice it. It says, one evening, evening, David got up from his, bre- from his bed and strolled around the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw the woman bathing. Okay, so, obviously, it was like not late enough to be dark because he saw her. Right. But he got up out of bed. He was in bed. Laying around in the bed. Just relaxing. Just relaxed, not doing anything. Doing what a king does, I guess, when he's well, instead of been. being at war with his men. So yeah, there's already yeah. there's already error in what's going that kinda, on. Kind of that that whole kind of uh idle hands or the David or the devil's playground or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not doing anything. Right. You know, and sometimes when we don't, like you said, we don't occupy ourselves with healthy things. The unhealthy seems to take over. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and he goes out and he sees her. She's taking a bath. He's the king. He can get what he wants. He liked what he saw. Said, go get her. They warned him. They brought to his attention. Isn't yeah. that Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah? And it didn't stop him. Yeah. And... Laid with her, she became pregnant. So, just 
a colossal mistake. Yes, terrible. <laughs> if there was but obvious it doesn't, sin there. Yeah, but it doesn't end there. No. It, it, that would be one thing if he, if he kind of stopped there and, and, and figured all this stuff out. But he didn't. And uh, instead of, because the, the next part's kind of long, so why don't, we, why don't we kind of paraphrase? Yeah. You know, he, he, he tried to get Uriah, her husband, to come back in for more and to hang out at home. Right. You know. Because he wanted people he, to believe the baby was his. His. Yeah. Get him home so he can. Put him on leave, basically. Lay with her. Yeah. And, and everybody, he'd be able to cover up his sin. Yep. Hide but Uriah him. was, uh, he was, he was too, I don't want to say, he was too honorable, I guess, for that. And yeah. he basically said, hey, King, I'm, I'm not going to. Go to my, you know, go to my home and relax and all those kind of things. When my brothers are out fighting, you know, I have a I'm, responsibility. I have a responsibility to be elsewhere, and uh, so he didn't even go home. Unlike King David, unlike King David, yeah, didn't feel the responsible, yeah, to be out there. Very, very different. Um, so when he saw that that wasn't, he tried like that a couple of times, and then when he saw that's not going to work, he basically sent a message. With Uriah, like he carried his own message uh, to the commander of the army that said, "Put Uriah in the in the heat of the battle, put him up front, and then everybody leave him, basically. And uh, don't worry about it if he gets killed; it's on me. But let me know what happens." Yeah. And uh, so they do, and Uriah is killed in battle. So, if you're wondering. Is that murder by David? The answer would be yes. 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 Because he purposely put him in that position, purposely wanted him to die in that position because he didn't want him to come back home because he was still attempting to hide that sin, to hide the fact that he had slept with Bathsheba. All that he still, his goal was to hide that, and he was willing to do whatever it took to hide it. Even taking another sin, like committing another sin, to cover up the first sin. That's how lies go a lot of time, right? I mean, once we get ourselves into trouble, once we do something we're not supposed to do, then we come up with another thing to try to get us out of that thing, and it's another bad thing. And it just eventually keeps going and keeps going, and to the point where, in this instance, David said, well, I guess I have to murder the guy. I have to get him out of the picture, or or people are going to know what I've done. Yeah, well, not only get him out of the picture, but then... <clears throat> yeah, basically what he did was get him killed real quick and then brought in Bathsheba as his wife. Right. So that hopefully nobody would know what was going on. Yep. So that's what he did. And nine months later, she had a baby. Baby boy. Yep. And David never dealt with the sin. Yeah, apparently nothing, nothing ever transpired there. So that, like, like let's look into that because that's kind of, uh, I think Jenny's post about um, when we do mess up, when we sin, why is it that we kind of close ourselves off to God in some ways, and and instead of pursuing that relationship, we kind of pull back from that relationship. What causes us to do that? Why don't we do other things? All that kind of stuff. So let's just kind of imagine being David. Uh, apparently he has not uh, dealt with this sin, as we see in, uh, because of what happens in the next chapter. Um, so nine months to go in, and not deal with a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty bad sin. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, all sin are, is sin, but still, um, it's not just the one. Yeah, it's not just sleeping with her. Yeah, it's, it's murder too. Murdering, <laughs> murdering her husband, and lies and deception. And, and yeah, and all those kind of things. Um, so what do you what do you think he was feeling? I have to imagine he was filled with guilt. Yeah, like it had to be in the back of his mind that. There was he was struggling through this this time because we do know David was often described as a man after God's own heart. Um, he had done a lot of great things up to this point and found favor in God's eyes, and now he's got to this point and he knows he knows what he's done is wrong. Okay, first of all, he knows what he's done is wrong, and when you when you know what you did is wrong, 
that usually eats at you a little bit different than not knowing what you did was wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like sometimes you don't know you hurt somebody. Like you might have said something you didn't realize you hurt somebody's feelings, and you just go on living about your life because you don't know realize what you've done until somebody tells you. Yeah. But in this instance, David knew what he did was wrong because he tried to cover it up. And right. tried to cover it up again and again. But then, not only did he did he just sin, kind of get caught up in temptation and sin, but for the next one, he planned it out beforehand. You know, I mean, he had plenty of time to say, you know what, no, I'm not going to do this. But he he planned out the sin, which I think is even a, a, a bigger, um, you know, kind of a bigger deal so yeah, I, I just I can't imagine the the guilt that was there. Yeah, I mean it even talks about how, you know, Bathsheba mourned over her husband uh, his, his death. I mean whatever role you want to say she played in this whole thing, she mourned over her husband's death. Uh it wasn't until after that until she really moved in with David and then the scripture even tells us at the end of chapter 11 in 2 Samuel the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. I mean he knew that. Yeah. And that guilt, although he was trying to live a normal life probably, was trying to still fulfill his duties as king and everything else, he was still living day to day with that guilt, which brought upon a putting something between him and God. Right. Putting that space there because once you get that more sin in your life and you're dealing with it and you haven't repented of it, you haven't given it over to him then it's going to cause some, like a wall to be built up, I guess, a little yeah, bit. distance there. Yeah. And even in, you know, I mean, if you ever get into a fight with a friend, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's wall there. There's a break in the, in the relationship. Um, you're not as, maybe not as close, at least until you get through that. Uh, if you have an argument with your wife. Those kind of things. I mean, we we understand that more, I think, in human terms. Just if we, you know, if I'm upset at, at a friend or I'm upset with my wife, obviously there's kind of a break in that relationship. The relationship's still there, but it's definitely kind of distant, maybe cold, you know, those kind of things. And and I think the same is is with God. And there's a there's a couple of chapters in Psalm that we Psalms that we can look at that are uh, one of them is obviously um, in in relation to this whole story, and another one, many pe- apparently many people believe that it is also related to it. And let me let me read one little part right here. Uh, this is Psalm thirty two. This is in verse three. It says, "When I and this is David writing this it said, when I kept silent, my bones became brittle from my groaning all day long." For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was drained as in the summer's heat. Man, that's a good description yeah. of guilt. Yeah, for sure. You know, just that heavy that heavy feeling that you just can't get away from, you know? It's, it's hard to deal with guilt because dealing with guilt then takes action. You know, it takes confession, it takes repentance, it takes it takes doing something. Doing something. Yeah. And once you do something, then you're admitting to it. Yeah. And so now there's the fear of I think even especially as David is David's king. Yeah. And he's supposed to be a, a man after God's own heart and he rules all these people and he's trying to tell them to live the way God we're gonna follow God, you know, and do all these things. And now he's committed these great sins and for him to deal with that, to get rid of that guilt, to really do what God's called him to do, now he's got to take action, and that's scary. I'm yeah, sure fearful. Yeah, it's absolutely. Gonna, it could ruin his reputation. It could ruin his position as king, as that power position, that respect. And so now he's got to deal with all that, and it's just become exponentially worse. And fear builds up, and it just eats away. And I can imagine, yeah. How, and especially because I mean, if you look at. You know, how did David become king? It's because God took it away from Saul. Yep. You know, and I mean, he took the kingship away from Saul and gave it to King to, to David because of Saul's sin. Mm-hmm. And so not only is there that guilt, but it's almost like, and I know I feel this when I, when I, that relationship is cold or whatever, 
and this is totally dumb, but it's we it's almost like we don't want to go to God and admit what we've done because we think somehow he won't find out. Yeah. You know, it's it's when we admit it then it makes it true. Until we admit it maybe, you know, he's not it worked kind of like Sorry, this is the best phrase I could come up with, flying under the radar, you know? Like, we're just not, we're just like, hey, if I just don't talk about it, don't bring it up, then maybe God won't. He's busy, you know, doing other stuff. Maybe he won't, whatever, whatever, which is totally dumb. Right. But yet, I think that's something that we do, is is we kind of avoid that. And I think it's because we avoid those things we avoid those tough conversations, even with our friends. You know, I, I was telling Holly, my, my wife Holly today, or yesterday, um, about a a situation where where I felt somebody had wronged me, and just wasn't sure exactly. You know, it wasn't a, a big deal, but there was just something there that just kind of kept, um, just kind of kept eating at me a little bit, and I. You know, I was around that person some, those kind of things, but I never dealt with it because it was just that uneasy, I don't really want to bring this up and deal with this because it's confrontation and all those kind of things that we, you know, we don't really like confrontation. Um, But once I dealt with it with him, then, you know, relationship was restored. We're back, you know, back to where we were, all those things. But I think we attribute that kind of feeling to God too. Like if I don't, if I don't go to Him and talk to Him about this, then you know, I'll, it maybe it's not as real. I just, you know, I just, I, I just keep on putting it off. I just won't deal with that. I can, you know, and it's that's crazy because He knows it all already. Yeah, and we think we think time for some reason time will just take care of it. Yeah, it'll, it'll heal it. We just gotta get through this first day, first week, first month. Mm-hmm. A year, and then next thing you know, you ain't talking to somebody, you haven't seen them in forever, and you're not spending any, any closeness. Yeah. And that Bitterness happens with God. Grows up, yeah. And, yeah. And it happens with God, and we don't intend it to, but it does because we've never dealt with it, and we you got to eventually. I mean, it's just that's just the truth yeah. of nature. If if you're feeling, and we were talking about this before the show, and and it, 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 we got to be careful the way we say it. But if you're feeling separation from God, and we're not talking about anybody's salvation, okay? Salvation, once you have it, it's yours. It cannot be taken away from you. But if you're feeling that separation from God, the the thing that's probably causing it, or is causing it, is is sin. Yeah, it's sin not, of some sort. It's not somebody else. It's not. Um, it's not God. Not God, of course. Yeah, it's definitely not Him. It's a, it, it it ends up being your sin because the sin is what keeps us from spending that time. It's what makes us. I know there's times I've woke up and I know I've been in a bad place and I purposely didn't pick up the Bible because I didn't want to hear what God had to say about it. Yeah, you know, it's like, nope, I ain't gonna hear it. Not gonna listen. I'm gonna avoid so that phone like call. Our, we kind of <laughs> act like our kids when they shove their fingers in their ears and you know. Not opening your Bible is the ignore button. Yeah. On the cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, nope, not going to do it. And I've been there and I've done that. And, Send a voicemail. <laughs> and we've got to deal with those things. And, and we got to take that phone. And we got we to gotta push through because it, it continued just to, it, that, that separation is not going to heal. It's not yeah. going to get closer again, that intimacy with God, until we deal with that. Yeah. And so we, it, it seems like many times, um, when things like that are happening, do I think we even isolate ourselves from others, you know, like others that are around us that may, um, the people that may call us out on stuff or ask us some tough questions about account, you know, some accountability things. Um, so it seems like we will even go to the extremes of like isolating ourselves away from God, away from friends, away from other people instead of, having that open communication. You think that's you think that's true as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's one one of my friends in particular, hope he hope he's listening to the show. Um we we used to be around each other a whole lot more and I could always tell when something was up because I wouldn't hear from him. Mm. 
And so I, you know, was if it had been a while, I'd call him up and be like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" Because I know something's going on because I'm not hearing from you. Yeah, you know, and that was kind of a, a way to, you know, I'm just going to hide a little bit because I'm afraid if I talk even to other people that some of this stuff may come out and you know may shine a light on it, that kind of thing. And so I think all these things are are things that David was was probably feeling, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I can't imagine waiting waiting that long, yep. you know, to, to, to come to grips with this. But we do see that uh, <laughs> I think God got tired of waiting. It's yes. like, hey, David, you got to move on, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force the situation. Yeah, I think there's we can probably all testify sometime to that where I'm stubborn. I'm going to be a mule on this one. And God says, oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, buddy. And so let's talk about that real quick. How did he deal with this? And he used a guy by the name of Nathan. Yeah, which, interestingly enough, I just found out that my name, Jonathan, is not a more formal name of John. It's actually a longer word, or it's a longer usage of the, of the name Nathan. So all you people that want to like <laughs> call me John instead of Jonathan, if you want to shorten it, just call me Nathan. I can call you Nate Dog now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just go with Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan's fine. <laughs> so so uh, in Second Samuel chapter twelve, we see uh, the story of Nathan uh, talking to David. It says this. Start with verse one. It says, "And the Lord sent Nathan to David." He came in him and said to him, There were two men in a certain city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb, which he had bought. And he bought, brought it up, and it grew up with him with his children. It used to eat it used to eat of his morsel and drink from his cup and lie in his arms, and it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was unwilling to take one of his own flock or herd to prepare for the guest who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So in the story, there's the guy with the big flock of animals, and there's a guy that has one. And a guest. His name was Mary. Mary had a little lamb. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're just full you of these. You didn't see that coming, did you? I did not. You're mm. just full of these tonight, man. But anyway, so a guest was coming, and the guy with all the animals took the poor man's one animal that he loved, that he cared for and took care of, and gave it and sacri- you know, prepared dinner with it for the guest. And it says, um, Verse 5, then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. (laughs) Kill him. (laughs) And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Mm. Mm. Yeah. David was fired up because this man lost, and good Good for him for recognizing that this one man shouldn't have had to give up his one one little lamb, and he was forced to, but it was the one thing he cared for. He didn't have riches. Sounds a lot like Uriah was just a soldier. He had his prized possession, the thing he loved, Bathsheba. And Somebody David, took him. who had took so much, had everything, Came, Already had wives. Yeah, came and took her, and but yet Dave, this hasn't caught into David's mind yet. He hasn't caught up with the story. Yeah. He's just mad. He's fired up. He's like, that guy should die, and the Lord should give him four lambs, you know, and stuff. And then Nathan says to David in verse seven, "You are the man." That wasn't one of those like high fives. You are the man, you know, like you're the man, Jonathan. That was one of those. Oh, you're the man that deserves to die because of what you've done to Uriah. You took the one thing that he had, and then at the end of the day, you murdered him over it. And so now that punishment that you think this this rich man deserves in the story, really that should be yours. Mm-hmm. And that's heavy. And you know, like, all of a sudden, 
like everything that David feared, everything that David was feeling guilty about, all those things, just like, you know, I mean, just, finally, I mean, what makes do sense. you do, you know? I, I'm sure he just, he probably had to go sit down or something. I don't yeah, I mean, but how many times, though, do we need that sometimes? We need somebody to come along and go, dude. You're the man. You're the man in all the wrong kind of ways. Yeah. Instead, we're, you know, we live in a society where if you pull off something like this, you're getting high fives from your bros. They're like, man, you did a good job. You did, woo. You know, all this kind of stuff. But in reality, we need somebody to come to us at times and say, what's wrong with you, man? Why did you do that? Why did you, why were you so selfish that you went and took the one thing that this guy had who was a good dude who was out fighting? Fighting the battle that you were supposed to be at. And he was out there fighting. And he wouldn't even come home because he felt so like he needed to be there. And did him wrong. And I think David, because somebody interceded, because God sent Nathan to say, dude, recognize your sin. Like That's what he did. He sent Nathan to tell David, recognize your sin. You know it's there. And deal with it. Yeah. And so Nathan, or David, had to deal with it. Yeah. And even here, um, it said, I won't read it all because then it wouldn't be PG. Uh, this, this is what the Lord said. This is Nathan still talking. I mean, because Nathan basically unleashes on him. Um, and he says, uh, this is what the Lord says. I am going to bring disaster on you from your own family. I'll take your wives and give them to another before your very eyes. Then it goes on to say, you acted in secret, but I will do this before all Israel and in broad daylight. No more secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yep. you know, I mean, at that point, that you, you got to think David was going, this is why this... This is why I didn't want to talk about this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I wonder, you know, would it have been different if immediately David had confessed? What do you think? Well, I mean, I would like to think so. And I'm assuming we're going back immediately to him calling Bathsheba to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's yeah. go back there. Let's, let's go back, go back there. all the way back to there and, and say what would have been different. Well, I think the first thing that would have been different was uh, Uriah wouldn't be dead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you wouldn't have tried to if you had immediately had that confession. If you had immediately said what I did was wrong, I messed up. I'm, you know, I I need to fix this solution. And I don't I don't know. He should have confessed to God. Said God, I've done this wrong. What do I need to do? I've made a mistake. Yeah. Help me fix this problem. Yeah. He should have gone to Nathan instead of Nathan coming to him. Nathan right. the priest. Yeah. And I think he, he would have come he would have figured it out. You know? Yeah. Uriah seems like a good dude. Maybe there was something that, that could have happened. I don't know what that yeah. part of the solution as, as is. As honorable as Uriah seemed. Yeah, I think I think you you could have walked through the situation and figured out a solution that was much better than killing people. Yeah. 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 But you you it, whatever would have happened, it would not have needed another sin to cover it up. Right. And, well, and even the, so no more sin to cover it up, so that just magnifi- magnification, which it brings about more guilt, more separation, more of all those kind of things. Right. More people were involved. At that point, it could have been, you know, Bathsheba and Uriah, Uriah and David, Talk about this, okay? Yeah, you know, I mean, there there would have been some kind of it would have gotten out some, but he involved Joab, his commander, yeah. in in this murder. You know, he involved other soldiers. He involved all these people, so it just expounded, expanded, not expounded. Uh, so it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Whereas the earlier you deal with things, the the more I guess the more manageable things are, you know, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't get so big. It doesn't get so far gone. Um, and then I, I think the punishment is not going to be the same. 
Um, I I know I do that with my kids. I mean, if they, if they come to me quickly, all those kind of things, man, it's the less I have to drag out of them much, much better for them. You know, It, it even goes so far that, that the child, the child dies. Right. Um, as part of, as part of this, just the overall punishment. Um, so not only does Uriah die, the child dies. Um, man, it's just a mess. I mean, just a a royal mess. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 we hadn't even discussed, and we don't obviously we don't have time to. But these these some of these things are stuff you don't recover from, like completely. You're not the same person. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. Um, a little bit of damage is done, and you know you can repent and have the forgiveness and, and move on. But you're still going to carry it a little bit, you know. Right. And yeah. and if he would have cut it off way at the beginning, if he would have took action immediately, recognized his wrong, dealt with it, he could have far less scars yeah. to deal with. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think about the story. I don't mean to jump off track here, but I think it's important to note. I, I love the story because there's a man who sins, knows he did wrong. God sends somebody to intercede. And say, hey, you've sinned, you know it, deal with it. Just sounds a lot like Jesus, you know? Here we are, we're sinful people. We know we've sinned, we know we do wrong. Mm -hmm. God has sent somebody, Jesus, to intercede to say, to point out, yes, you've sinned, you need to deal with it. Yeah. And our way of dealing with it is repenting and asking for forgiveness from Jesus and accepting the gift of salvation he has. Yeah. And then we we move forward. Then we can make the journey. And just that correlation. I, I just love the consistency of who God is. Yeah. Know? And also in that, I just thought of this, that the, the innocent get hurt. You know? For sure. The, the innocent are the ones that, that get hurt. Uriah was innocent in this. And then the child that was born was innocent. Um, and like I said there, Jesus... He was innocent, but he chose to take on the you know our punishment. Um, so what do we, you know, for for just our listeners that kind of thing? All of us. I mean, we go through things. We sin. We we mess up. What should be the response to that? Instead of isolating ourselves, instead of pulling away from God, instead of trying to cover up things instead of making a bigger deal out of everything, what should be our response? You know, like as soon as we sin, what should we do? I think we should immediately do the opposite of everything you just said. We should respond quickly. It's opposite day. We should respond quickly. We should recognize the sin immediately. Instead of running away from God, run towards God and say, God, I know I've done wrong. Help me, you know, I confess this to you, and let's start working on how I'm going to have to deal with the repercussions of the sin. You know, what do I need to fix yeah. in other relationships? Like you said, sin is never isolated to just you. Yeah. You may yeah. think it is, but it's never not. It's never isolated just to you. It's going to hurt the people around you yeah. to some level. So if we look at First John, First <clears throat> John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just faithful. He's faithful. I'm glad he's more faithful than I am. Uh, He is faithful and just to forgive us us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he's got, we've got that promise, you know, we're never going to go to God and say, God, I I messed up. Would you forgive me? And he just, you know, be like, no. (laughs) No, son, that's too big. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's, too, that's too bad. Yeah. You've done too wrong. I'm not going to forgive you. Nope. You know, he's not going to do that. Um, and James, book of James in chapter 5, gives us a good um, a good truth as well. It's talking about prayer, and it says, uh, it says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Um, the urgent request of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. And sometimes confession, I, I believe confession only to God 
sometimes isn't all that is needed. I think when we wrong someone else, then, or we sin against someone else, then confession to them is also needed. And I think that's the confession that brings about like complete healing. Yeah. You know, because we can, we can confess things to God. He already knows that they're there. Um, and by confession, confession just means agreeing. We're agreeing with God about what's going on. Um, but I think there's really something important about that confession to other people. And, and I can't explain it all, that kind of thing, but I just know from experience that confessing to someone else, it's almost like it somehow puts the nail in the coffin as far as whatever the situation is. You know, it just seals it, closes it up, pushes it, you know, it's done with, instead of it always kind of being there. Um, So quickly confess to God, ask His forgiveness, and then go to another person. Um, And that may be an accountability partner. Obviously, if you've sinned against someone, then go to them, but... um, Confess those things. Get them out there. Open up about it. Yep. Just made this sound so easy, Jonathan. Yeah, it's yeah. totally easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We know it's hard. Yeah. We recognize that. And it's hard for us when we have to do it at times and when we have to do it in the future because we'll, <laughs> we'll screw up at times. Um, but, the, hey, that's one of the reasons we do this podcast is because we want you to know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. We recognize it's hard. Let's do it together. Yeah. Figure it out together. The more people we have talking about, the more people we have walking together, the better off we are. And that's why it's important to be a part a part of a church, a local church. Go go be part of a local church. Surround yourself with other believers. Walk it together and get that support and get that togetherness that you need because it is hard. It's hard. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jonathan. Well, uh, I, think, I think we've come to that point where – the plane is coming in. Let's land it. Land it softly, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so in this landing of the plane, uh, I've seen this a couple of times, and I think it really applies to the situation. Um, that, you know, if you're a kid and you do something wrong, uh, you might think, man, if my dad finds out, he's going to kill me. Mm. You know, I know I've thought that before. Yep. Um, but if we... If we really understand grace and we really understand God's love for us and we really understand mercy, then instead of thinking that, oh, man, God's going to kill me, what we really ought to do is say, man, I really need to go talk to God. Yeah. You know? And, and so just like um, like with our earthly dads, man, they would want us to come to them. You know, I know if my kids are into something, I want them to come to me. Because I can help them, you know, they can't many times help themselves. So I want, instead of them thinking, man, dad's going to kill me, I want them to be able to say, I got to go talk to my dad. And we we really need to be the same way. When we mess up, because we're going to, uh, we really need to, our first thought should be, hmm, I got to go talk to God about this. And, uh, man, that will save so much time. It'll save so much trouble. It'll save so much headache. It'll save so much guilt, you know, and all those other kind of things. Um, and one, one thing I was wanting to read, Psalm 32, that same chapter uh, where, where David was talking about his, his uh, bones becoming brittle, all those kind of things. In the first verse, he says, How joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered. How joyful is the man the Lord does not charge with sin and in whose spirit is no deceit. Total opposite of guilt and shame is that joy that we can have when we when we are forgiven for what we do. And it's worth the work that you're going to have to put in yeah, to get there. For absolutely. Sure. All right, well, that's another, that's another episode, Jonathan. I enjoyed this conversation tonight. And, you know, the thing about it is, is you know, we always, this is the part of the show where I tell you, go follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all those types of things. And we want you to do that. Uh, but I also want to say this, you know, this, this, this topic tonight is something that everybody deals with. 
I, I'm yep. going to go on a limb and say, I'm going to talk into absolute and say, everybody deals with this. Yes. And so if this episode has been impactful to you, if it's given you something to think about or encouraged you, share it with somebody. Not not yeah. not because we just we do want listeners. I ain't gonna lie, we want people listening to the podcast. But I really and not believe- just like on Facebook or social media or whatever. Just talk to someone. Yeah. Be like, hey, check this episode out. Because exactly, and tell them how to get there. <laughs> people need to hear this because I mean it's all something that we deal with and it's all something that we have to work hard at. And it's all something that we need to do. So please, please do that. If it was impacted you at all, share it with somebody. Share it with a couple people and let it impact them. But you can find us on Facebook uh, at Land the Plane Podcast or uh, Land the Plane Today is how to look it up. Twitter, we'd really love to get our Twitter going. So if you're on Twitter, just do me a favor. Go to Land the Plane 247 and give it a follow and uh, yep. join the conversation there. Uh, we want to talk to you, and that's a, that's a great way to do it as well. We're on Instagram at the land, at, at land the plane today as well. If you want to send us an email, maybe you're not a social media type of person, but if you want to send us an email, uh, send that to land the plane today at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear any topics or ideas that you'd like to talk about. And if you do listen to the podcast, I encourage you to subscribe to it anywhere podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, of course, is probably the most popular. Stitcher, Spotify. We're on pretty much. All Everything. of them I can think of. If we're not on one and you're trying to listen to us, let us know. And we'll yeah, try we'll to get jump there. jump on there. Yeah. So uh, go check that out. And if you can leave us a review, that would be awesome. Leave us some five stars. That would be great. Four stars, three stars. Two, one, go about your business. Yeah. <laughs> but, Just moving on. <laughs> we'll Move take, along. We'll take three, four, or fives. But go out there and give the show a rate and review. And that really helps spread the word as well. So. Yep. Once again, we thank you very much for joining us, for tuning in, and uh, being a part of the show. And Yeah, I got one last thing. Oh, Jonathan's got something for so us. Surprise. Through all this, we've not really kind of talked about what Bathsheba might have been feeling. But I'm, feeling, I'm, I'm thinking that at least one night, she was, she was kind of feeling kind of, kind of like this, maybe. All right, I think we're out of here. Yeah, uh, we got to get out of here on that one. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye, y'all.